Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, and welcome to a Super Boom podcast with me, Candace King. Well, buckle up, buttercups. We are talking about my favorite thing today, reality TV. I know I should probably say my children because like I'm a mom and we're kind of like, I should be like, oh, I'm excited because I'm like talking about children or like family or like something. But I'm going to be honest. I love talking about reality TV. I love reality TV. Reality TV is my cardigan. It is my warm blanket. It is my, it is my cool cup of tea that just calms me down when I'm tucking myself into bed at night. Um, it is my melatonin. It is my sunset and my sunrise. It is the thing that keeps me grounded. It is some people meditate. Some people meditate. I choose to watch reality TV instead. And thank goodness that my two guests also have a fondness and a love for reality TV. They've even created a whole career out of their love of reality TV, which I'm very jealous of because I'm like, I mean, what was I thinking? That sounds like a great idea. Um, Guys, we're going to sit down with Justine and Natasha of Two Black Girls, One Rose. Justine and Natasha have been best friends since high school and they have been forever bonded by their love for reality TV. In 2017, they launched their podcast, Two Black Girls, One Rose, and invaded the very exclusive and famously white space, also known as Bachelor Nation. In the sea of Bachelor podcasts, they stood out among the pack for their funny, insightful, and colorful commentary on one of television's longest-running and most controversial shows. Their podcast was named one of the 50 best podcasts to listen to right now by Time Magazine, and Natasha and Justine have been featured on ABC and Lifetime and The Washington 
Post and in the LA Times and New York Magazine, just to name a few. Um, truly, if you have not listened to their podcasts, like, have you been living under a rock? Uh, get on it. Get on it. Uh, outside of the Bachelor franchise, Natasha and Justine have recapped tons of other shows like Love is Blind, Married at First Sight, Perfect Match, Indian Matchmaking, The Ultimatum, Queer Love. It is their mission to uncover what we can learn, if anything, about modern dating, love, and relationships from popular television. See, that's why I watch reality TV. It's it's a study. It's an anthropological study on how we walk and exist in the world as um, people wearing outfits and a lot of makeup and trying to find love, you know, the important things like that, or just, you know, housewives in cities, you know, we need to know how are they, what are they doing? Um, You know, what kind of uh, tequila or rosé are they marketing at this point in time? These are all very, we need to know about Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy. You know, we, we need to know about Scandival. We need to know about people flipping tables and removing prosthetic legs from dinner tables and throwing them onto dinner tables. These are, and if you don't know what any of these references are for, I think you need to watch more reality TV. That is what I'm gathering. That is my advice to you. Um, so we're going to unpack some of this stuff um, and some of our favorite reality TV shows in our interview today. So get ready. We're going to dive in right now. Every time I'm like, I don't, I don't need another lip mask. I don't need yeah. it. It's fine. <laughs> you and Justine will get along great. She has more makeup than anyone I know. It's so bad. <laughs> like I travel with, like even on girls trips, and I like I have to like I'm I the way that I do my makeup on like a big girls trip or any any place I'm doing my makeup when I travel mm-hmm. is I put it in like a big bag and then I put a towel in the sink and then I dump out everything into the Mm. towel on the sink and then slowly like take over the whole counter (laughs) and that is my system and everyone is always like wow that's a lot to and I'm like I I feel like this is a normal amount of makeup in a satchel right (laughs) it is it is I don't have another carry-on like you know I just have enough for all of us. That's fine. Right? That's true. She does provide for everybody on the trip, so I'll give her that. Oh, that's There's, good. There always yeah. seems to be one of those. Mm-hmm. But anyway, going back to girls trips and providing makeup and all the fun things, I feel like you guys have created like what a genius incredible job that you've created because some of my favorite things is one like my dear dear like chosen family like my girlfriends that I made back when I was in in like my high school age like 16 17 who I'm still very very close with today and then two my love of reality television and then three my love of just like gossiping and relationships and all that stuff and you guys have made a career of this so I just want to say first of all <laughs> you're fucking geniuses well done thank you <laughs> Thank you. It's been fun. Yes. Trying to capitalize on all the things we love to do naturally. (laughs) So did you guys, so you, you've known each other for a very long time. You went to high school together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We met in high school. The story goes, Justine had the Lunaguna Beach DVDs. I somehow Mm -hmm. discovered this and then she and I would stay after school in the lounge and watch it together and Mm -hmm. watch reality TV and talk about it. So that's... (laughs) kind of how the the origin of us started and here we are now like 15 years it's later it's amazing and like reality tv 
I love it so much. I love it so much. And I used to feel really bad about it. I used to feel like dumb Mm -hmm. for liking Mm -hmm. reality TV. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that the world has finally gotten onto the bandwagon. And like, no one feels dumb for liking reality TV anymore. Like it has become, I think everyone calls it the guilty pleasure. But honestly, I think it is more of an anthropological study of how we are operating as a society. And I even like found myself like talking with my therapist in the past couple of weeks where I'm like, look, I know that I can't tell you what to do when you go home. You're the one supposed to be giving me advice. But what I would say is you should go home and watch this last season of Vanderpump Rules to study narcissism <laughs> in the wild. It's a great example. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I agree. I think reality TV gets very much a bad rap for being, you know, lowbrow or trash or you know, anything of like too guilty to watch, but mm-hmm. it sparks a lot of interesting conversation. And I think when you're watching reality TV, you have this tendency to kind of put yourself in their shoes and reflect on mm-hmm. like how you might handle that situation. And it triggers really good self-reflection that you can definitely get from watching a scripted show, but something about reality just kind of like sucks mm-hmm. you in and you as the viewer become a participant almost as much as the contestants <laughs> that you're yeah. watching on the television screen. Yeah. I think, too, it's I think it a lot of that narrative around reality TV is because mostly women watch it because this narrative mm. is not around sports. And yes. I mm. can point to any sports player above college age who plays almost anything besides pool. And my dad can tell you his mom's name and where he went to high school. Like they, <laughs> men are like nuts about sports. <laughs> and it doesn't get nearly the bad rap that reality yeah. TV gets. And I think it's because women like it. And yeah. I think that's like real BS. I think. There's a reality star with the president, please. Like we gotta get over. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I like want to lock it from my mind. I know, no remind me. Damage, too. It's done. I'm like, ah! I know. <laughs> like what? What happened? Again? <laughs> like ah! <laughs> funny as you're saying that though i just like envision like you know how people wear sports jerseys that i feel like maybe bravo's missing an opportunity to have like real housewives jerseys where it's just like housewives last names you know or like countess luann jerseys or you know just like really ridiculous oh my god that's true (laughs) yes but it has really been a it's something that i've loved for a very long time i've had like my odd shows through the years but even it is funny the things that I, I feel like I, I, in adulthood, in my 30s, the things that I've actually really held on to and I find myself, especially as even a parent now, like, or even advice with friends where I'm like, one of my favorite things recently that keeps coming up that I've completely gotten from The Bachelor watching it, like, you know, on and off for what has it been on like 16, close to 20 years or something, which is terrifying because I remember the first season. But, but it's always the girl who like goes to The Bachelor, who's like, I'm going to tell you about the one in the house who's like causing all the trouble. She's always the one to go home. Like the messenger always gets killed. Yep. Like you just you never, <laughs> never be the messenger. Never. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Oh, God. That's true. Yeah. Like, we're watching Bachelorette right now, episode three, and it's starting. There's a guy mm-hmm. that's already starting, starting us off. Using up his yep. precious one-on-one time to start talking about everybody else. Come on, man. And we liked you. 
I know. And you think that they would know because you know they've all watched it at this point. Like now you can see Mm -hmm. people kind of arcing their own character and Mm storylines and reality. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not mad at it. Like, I'm okay with it. Mm -mm. We're all Mm -hmm. in on the game. We all know what we're doing here. We all know that Mm -hmm. everyone's going to try to get a brand deal after this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's totally Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. But it's, you would think that there are just some of these like innate behavioral, you know, things like that where they would have seen it like over and over and over and been like, oh no, that's going to be my ticket home. In all, especially in like the Bachelor franchise specifically, is there anything that you guys have taken away from all of your, not just watching it, but studying it, commenting on it, your social commentary (laughs) of these, your anthropological study of these specimens? (laughs) Ooh, that's a good question. This is a good question. Yeah. (laughs) I think we talk a lot on our show and we're still even asking the question kind of going around in circles about chemistry and this like Mm -hmm. unspoken palpable kind of thing between two people and it really is it's really hard to portray on tv it's really really hard and our first Mm -hmm. season we ever recapped was ari and ari season of the bachelor and he said on that finale couch that he went back to Lauren because he couldn't help it. He just had this palpable thing with her that he could not let go. And we both were like, he's such an asshole. And then through the years, <laughs> we've gone to see that the editors have tried their best to kind of display it. But it's a real thing that has a really hard time being displayed on television. So I would say that is one thing that I've learned that like you can't really let go of. But it's really yeah. hard to like display the narrative on TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. One thing that's always been a part of our platform is with The Bachelor, like holding The Bachelor accountable for its representation or its lack thereof of representing, you know, people of color, their storylines. I think one thing I've kind of come to really, really understand is just the power of reality television and the power of, you know, a platform like The Bachelor. You know, there's not that many shows that have been on TV for 20 years, you know, that have such a loyal fan base. And so while we see it as kind of this vapid show about, you know, love or, you know, love, but also kind of like these engagements and marriages that don't really make sense to a lot of us, the show itself does have a lot of power to expose viewers to communities that they might not have access to. So, for instance, when we think of like Matt James, you know, him being named the first Black Bachelor. Sure, he's the first Black Bachelor. That's, you know, a powerful thing within itself. But when you really think about it, you know, women across America, particularly middle America, who love The Bachelor, every Monday night at 8 p.m., they had a Black man on screen that they had to watch and kind of learn and understand. And I think that's a huge part of why we continue to talk about representation and why it's so important on TV because of the power that the show has to kind of usher people onto your television screen that you might not have access to ever. And I didn't really think about that when starting the podcast. It really became clear to us, particularly when we're recapping his season and subsequent seasons with, you know, leads of color on The Bachelor and Bachelorette specifically. I feel like this isn't even just like this has obviously been a very big, a very, you know, big problem in the Bachelor franchise over you know, years and years and years. But it's also across the board, I think, for a lot of reality TV over the past couple decades since, you know, the birth of it, which 
I think maybe one that was a little bit better, but didn't really stand the test of time was the real world, kind of like putting, like having real conversations at a time when people weren't talking about things, especially, you know, back in the 90s and HIV. And, but is there, like in your experience watching reality TV, was there a show that you think handled representation really well right from the get go? Yeah, we actually just got finished recapping The Ultimatum Queer Love, which is on Netflix. Five couples, each couple has a woman who's paired or in a relationship with a non-binary person. I mean, that's something we haven't really seen on TV before, particularly in the reality dating Mm -hmm. genre, at least in America. And I think the show itself was fantastic. I mean, 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. And just showing, I think it's so important to show these relationships because we often think of those relationships as non-traditional. The more we show these relationships on TV, the more normalized they can be and the less we think of them as non-traditional. So I think that show was not only really well done, but we also just were able to have such interesting conversations about just general dating and relationship topics showing people that these are relationships just like any other heteronormative relationships. So that's mm-hmm. one that definitely sticks out because we literally just finished it up. And yeah, everyone that I've come across who's watched it really, really loved it, whether they were of the LGBTQ community or not. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. The ultimatum. I think the turnaround too that it did from straight to gay relationships, lesbian relationships specifically, was such a good idea. They just need some very large tweaks. They probably need hosts who's of the queer community and then they need to put pronouns there. But otherwise, that show did such a good job with displaying that it's like not so scary and different to watch queer people on TV. (laughs) And these are still relationship dynamics that we all have. Yeah, Yeah. you're going to watch it and go like, oh, I know exactly that is a dynamic I have in my relationship, Mm -hmm. whether it's. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. that is what I think is very interesting and important for a lot of people to to recognize, Mm -hmm. too, when they're watching any dating show. But I know that you guys recap a lot of dating shows specifically, too. And it's been really interesting to see the evolution of how we as a society date and especially I think how it's been worked into reality TV as far as like I'm I'm very new to I am just now I am a, a divorced person in the world who is now like in a, a land of single dim where I'm not in any like in any place of trying to date. You can see I'm very comfortable talking about it. I'm so cool <laughs> and chill about how this all works, guys. It's really great. I'm like, you got really this. You got it. this, girl. You got this. <laughs> There weren't apps, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Like this, what? How do people do this now? They're swiping. There's like some, one one of my girlfriends was like, you got to have a bikini shot. I was like, I do not have a bikini. There is not. No, I don't want, don't make me do this. I don't want to. Oh God. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I feel like this has become this like new way. So they're having like now reality shows where people don't even see each other before they get to know each other. Or they only see each other because this is a whole new way of dating. And so have you guys been like as far as like the way like you've been watching TV? Are you seeing all that bleed in? Like are there things that like well, how, what a time? What a time, guys. What a time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Modern dating is it's so interesting to us. That's why we talk about it all the time. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Like when I was, I'm married now, when I was single, my mom was like on my case, like, can you just go to the bar? Can't you just, I'm like, it doesn't work like that, mom. Like, and even she's watching The Bachelor and all these shows and she's like, you you just can't meet. I'm like, it's, it's totally different. Modern dating, swiping culture, hookup culture. We just had a whole conversation on our podcast yesterday about dating, dating exclusively, and then boyfriend, girlfriend, like these new pathways. <laughs> like, There's a new step. What is, all, what is this? There's all these kind <laughs> of things. Yeah. It's a new step now before you're official. Now yeah. you're dating exclusively. And it's like, when did these, no one knew about these terms or things like five years ago. So mm-hmm. like, what are we doing here? But yeah, I think watching, watching TV is really interesting because it's, I think it's teaching us a lot about what's happening in, in dating and romance and relationships and interpersonal relationships. And I think reality dating shows as a genre is really interesting because most of them kind of treat dating like a social experiment and don't really reflect how normal people are dating. A show that we just watched, Swiping America, it's on Max, HBO Max, whatever. And that show to me was probably the most true to modern dating I've seen at an attempt of showing it on television. And in this show, they're really just watching four single New Yorkers traveling around the country, going on dates and swiping, like literally Mm -hmm. finding dates by swiping. And that was so interesting to watch. I think some people would watch it and think maybe there's not enough drama or it's like, where's the fights? And it's like boring, but it's like dating generally is kind of like like you're mostly dating duds, like nine out of 10 guys or girls you're going out with are not your person. It's usually pretty boring. The conversations are usually not that interesting. And so the show really captured that. We were fascinated by it because I was like, this is what we experienced when we dated. This like dating and giving out roses, that's not real. It's interesting, yeah. but it's, it's an experiment. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just really interesting seeing how TV is attempting to capture it. And it's 
it's been hard mm-hmm. for them to really capture modern dating. And Swiping America mm-hmm. is the first show I've seen them do it in a really good way. Mm-hmm. Are, Justine, are you swiping? Are you yeah. are you in the swiping? So here's the thing. Here's the thing that I was going to say about me and Natasha. That's so interesting. We're opposite in a lot of different ways. We're similar in some ways, but in dating, we are complete opposite. I am the laziest dater you will ever meet in your life. I historically have almost only seriously dated coworkers because they're just convenient. And I see them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so right now I'm in a almost three year relationship with my former coworker. <laughs> and it was just like, I, I'm just the, if Tinder was a person, I'd be it. like, I'm just within the radius. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> um, so I never, I swiped for maybe two weeks and then I went on a date with my now boyfriend. So. And then That's it was amazing. Over. Yeah. So I've never swiped. Yeah. So when we look at these shows, I'm like, oh, my God, to swipe all these people. I know. And I <laughs> I met my husband on Hinge and was oh, on really? my name right. for like on and off for six years. So, yeah, very different. We have such interesting conversations <laughs> because we approach dating in such a different way. <laughs> Do you feel like the dating apps have changed even since you've been with your husband? Like it's just constantly... Yes. So my sister is out here on the hunt trying to find her husband. And I've downloaded Hinge and Bumble and have been swiping for her because she's like, I need a break. I'm tired. Just get me on these dates. So I've been like on there doing it. And her Hinge looks very different from the Hinge that I met my husband on. There's in, in positive ways, though, they're asking now for what is your intention? What type of relationship are you looking for? There's like video, there's different prompts that didn't exist when I was there. So still, you know, still tough out there. But I think one thing I liked about Hinge is now you can set your intention, whether you're looking for a long term or short term, whether you're looking for a monogamy or, or polyamory, that did not exist when I was there. And I think that should have. I don't understand why that wasn't there, <laughs> why that's now on the apps and was never there before. So did you ever watch that show? It Which was, show? Did, it was called Polyamorous on I think it was on Showtime back in the day, like a, oh, over a decade ago. Would be on was, Showtime. Oh. I know. I know. It was like post <laughs> HBO. Remember when they had like Cat House? Mm. Do you remember any of these? Yeah. It was like the yes. late night one. Late night. Late night Showtime. <laughs> it was lit. Late, late night. Yes. These are they were reality shows. But like also had like other things go like the cat house was that the, the very historically famous brothel in Vegas. And mm-hmm. it was a reality show because oh. it's like all the ladies of the house you'd like you of, of the bunny ranch. But they're like oh. arguing like that's that's my clothes or like you're you're into like they. So it's you're getting like this real housewives like drama. But it's also set in this like insane and I just was so fascinated by it. And then also, but polyamorous was it was like a a reality show about a few different polyamorous couples and like whether or not they would, you know, make it or not. And then kind of sharing about their experience within their relationship. But there was a I think there were like two married couples who lived together as a pod is what they call them. Three was a throuple and four was a pod. And but I just remember watching and there'd always be one person left out, like they'd all get together to do things. And then there was always this one girl who would always get left out of all the of all the sexy time. And she would just like do be in her confessionals being like, no one wants to hang out with me during this time. And I just felt so and I just you get so drawn into these things. 
But I just, it was a very interesting, but I was just like rooting for her. And, and you, but it's like the scope of reality TV with like the backdrop of all these, you know, but that was a, a different time. But I just remember that was the first like understanding I'd had of polyamory. And I was like, I would be left out. I'd be left out of the party for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like my, yeah. <laughs> my antisocial like self would just be in the corner being like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm the Same. wallflower here. I know. I'd be the bench warmer. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. kind of <laughs> keeping the bed warm or whatever. Yeah. Oh my God. The alternate and just switch out. Yeah, the, the alternate. alternate. Like, yeah. Tag get tag in. In. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to get snacks for everyone. Does anyone need water? Are we well hydrated? <laughs> oh my god but if you guys need to do a deep dive or like do like a throwback reality show it went on for two seasons it was like oh my gosh it was it was very very funny like it's not but it just was very interesting highly recommend it highly recommend it what were some of your like what are your some of your favorites from when you were younger like other shows that you really really loved Ooh, younger. So you guys said Laguna, Laguna Beach. Beach was up there Especially because of the school that we went to. I think it was like a perfect kind of storm, I think, where we went to private school, but it was like all the black girls sat at lunch table together and all everybody else was together. And so when I watched Laguna Beach, I literally, I was like, is this what white people are doing? Like, I didn't know. Are you guys like sipping out of solo and drinking without anyone there? I was like, oh my God, it was fascinating. And then The Hills came about, which was fantastic and so fake and fabulous and wonderful. And then I I would say I Love New York has been iconic since the first episode of season one. It has New York has been such an icon. So I, I have to say her. She's the best. Tiffany. Yep. Mm, Tiffany Pollard. Yeah. I was a huge real world fan. So I think I have like, I got to do something. I have a lot of knowledge, un, untapped knowledge on the real world. I used to watch it. I have an older brother who was like a teenager while I was like in elementary school. So I watched whatever he was watching and he was deep into the real world and loved the real world, loved yeah, anything on MTV, honestly, the challenge. Mm, the challenge. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. MTV had like a chokehold on me, I would say. I know. <laughs> Same. I know. I had, I was like very into, I, I watched, I, I've been off the last couple of years, but I was very like Teen Mom and Teen Mom 2. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I was like very into, that was like my one show that I would watch all the time and no one else I knew really watched it. It was just like me <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> and just like I but I like was so upset but I loved I feel mm. like MTV did a very good job with reality TV for a while I have really 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 just recognized how I think it's a I think it's necessary to be able to relax and watch something that you're purely just kind of living vicariously through someone else and it's not some like procedural and it's something heavy as far like it's so necessary to have that downtime and I feel like it's just such a relief that everyone's finally doing it for your podcast is it been fun to speak with more people who not only work behind the scenes but who are also who've been on these reality shows like not only are you getting a glimpse behind the curtain but I have a feeling you guys would be able to create your own reality show and I'm sure if you have not pitched one already that you guys have plenty of ideas <laughs> we have a, a trove of ideas <laughs> one day so one ideas. day yeah <laughs> yeah it's always really interesting talking with contestants we've interviewed I know you've also 
recently had Rachel Lindsay on your podcast. She's, mm-hmm. I mean, she's literally what got us started in this in this sphere mm-hmm. of podcasting The Bachelor. But Rachel Lindsay, we've had, you know, Zenob from Love Island. We had Taylor Hale, who was the first Black winner of, or first Black winner of Big Brother. Yeah, it's interesting just to kind of peel back the curtain and also give them a platform to kind of share their stories as well. I think our interview with Zenob from Love is Blind was probably one of my favorite interviews because there was so much online discourse happening at the time about the cuties incident, the cutie scene, that whole drama that went down on her season. And, you know, the producers kind of dropped this, you know, behind the scenes clip with no context. They just kind of drop it. And then the Internet just went wild and generally against not really in Zenob's favor. So it was really interesting to have her on the pod just to hear her side. You know, this is something that happened. They filmed that show like a year, year and a half ago. So it's like a different time of her life. But for her to kind of get sucked back in and just really give her own perspective on like what that was in that moment, what that felt, how she's overcome it now. And so I love that we're able to kind of create that platform for some of the contestants who don't always get to have their stories told because these shows are highly produced. It is a TV show, so they're creating drama. They're not going to give all the context all the time for the sake of television. That's a cool thing about the way that podcasts are able to provide some like audio storytelling for these contestants. Mm -hmm. Also, I think a lot of people ask me, especially about The Bachelor, they're like, it's not real, right? Nobody thinks it's real. Nobody falls in love. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I've spoke to these people off (laughs) mic, offline. They really do. They really do think they're (laughs) going to fall in love and they really do fall in love in three weeks. Like it is for real. And having that kind of like behind the scenes knowledge, especially while I was still working a nine to five, that dichotomy of that life was a lot. But people would ask me all the time if it was real, if it was real about the whole like falling in love thing. There's all kinds of producer intervention, all kinds of that stuff. But just for us to be able to really vouch for these people to say, no, no, they're falling in love for real. This is for real. (laughs) It's it's cool. I know it. it, I mean, I feel like there is it would be impossible not to fall in love in that situation. Like if you just were got had someone else was planning all the dates, you just got to show up and then and then and these dates are like the most magical dream life dates ever. You're being flown around the world. You're staying at wonderful hotels like, of course, you don't know. Neither person is at their nine to five. Technically, you know, you don't have your phone you don't have like you don't you don't have to check emails <laughs> like you don't have to delete all those like shopping emails that you're like all your spam you get to just like be present yeah <laughs> you know on yeah. time those- too i feel yeah. like one day like one day in love is a blind world is equal like a week in the regular world and i think that's something that we as viewers because of editing don't really see and so we're like how do they fall in love in like a week and it's like well that one week if you really take the time that they spent together is like what i might have spent with my husband in the first like three months of dating you know or three weeks of dating so that's another thing that's kind of interesting to get more context from when talking with some of these people is there like a dream dating reality show or even if it's not like your main idea i'm not asking for your pitches because i know you guys i know you guys have to have some but if there is like (laughs) is there like a fun idea that you guys have had for some reality dating show that isn't out there right now or that could be improved we've recently had a couple on a a few of our interviews and stuff that we've done for swiping america 
And one of them is to have a dating show completely surrounded by the divine nine sororities and fraternities. I think that'd be really, really interesting to go down south and do one of those like people in their 20s. And we recently had one on Swiping America, Natasha, didn't we? Or is that an idea for Hinge? That was an idea you had for Hinge, I think. Hinge. <laughs> a lot of ideas yeah, yeah, here, yeah. Candace. We have a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's our charge people lot. for these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had an idea to expand your Hinge profile to major cities that you would fly to. Oh. Instead of just... Uh, like large, like I'll go 52 miles because Boston is 52 miles away. Like, nah, you're gonna get people in Delaware and all kinds of places. Yeah. I'll fly. I'll take the Amtrak <laughs> to Boston. I'll take the Amtrak to DC and I'll fly to oh. Miami. That's it. And then just do that. That's funny. Mm-hmm. That's like bringing me back to a very long time ago when I was initially single in my early 20s and living in LA. If you lived in West Hollywood and you met someone who lived in Santa Monica, you're like, well, I guess it's not going to work. I'm sorry. Mm. This is way too Mm -hmm. far. This is too far. It's not going to happen. Yes. Yeah. New York is the same thing. Yeah. I'm in Harlem. My (laughs) boyfriend or my husband at the time was the guy I was dating was in Williamsburg. I feel like another world. It was like an hour to get there on the train. It was like, I'm packing a bag. I'm going to stay for like three days. It's yeah. I (laughs) I feel the pain. (laughs) I kind of do want to see a reality show where it's kind of like the amazing race, but it's like dating. So you just get thrown in like a very hectic airport and like your flights get canceled and your bags get lost and you have to like be nice to each other and like complete the trip. Oh my god! Like you have oh, to like Candace. go through. Oh my god! <laughs> oh god. Stress, stressed out already. I want to see that. I want to oh learn from that. I want to see two people who oh. like had like two weeks of bliss, like you know, love is blind mm-hmm. style. Like they go to the, you know, they they meet, they like, they like each other. They mm-hmm. go to like some resort, you know, they get time for like sexy time or kissing and all the things and drinks and and mm-hmm. everything's amazing and perfect. And then on the way home, <laughs> I want them to lose their bags and all their flights get canceled. Oh my God. Everything oh my goes God. left. <laughs> oh, that's because that's where the that's magic the happens. That's where the magic happens. Is that where the magic happens, Candace? Yes. <laughs> There's some saying like if you can tell a lot about a person by when they lose their luggage or something like that, right? Yeah. Or they yeah. miss they miss their flight. If they so, miss their flight, yeah. how mm-hmm. they talk to like an airline, you know, flight attendant or someone that works at the airport. Like I pay attention. It's like seeing someone when they're having a meltdown, like a temper tantrum, I think is very important. And people, it takes them a while to get to their temper tantrum moments. But it's inevitable. We all have them. We're all we're all gonna have a bad day where we just like spiral for a second. And it's a very telling thing because people spiral in very different ways. And you need to know if you can handle each other's meltdowns. Maybe that's the name of the show, Meltdown. There's Meltdown. (laughs) There's something to that, actually. (laughs) There's definitely something to that. Because I feel like when we're watching a lot of these shows where everything is like roses and rainbows and butterflies, like the thing that everyone at home is thinking is like, they've not been tested. These relationships have not been tested at all. Mm -hmm. We've not seen this person handle conflict. We've not seen them get angry. Like they're going to experience all of that in the real world. And then usually later, months later, they break up. And that's usually wise because Mm -hmm. they then got to really see each other in their bad moments. So to have a dating show around, like it starts with the stress and the anger. (laughs) Then we go from there. Yeah. Or like someone doesn't get sleep. 
you know, it's like you keep them up for a whole like 20, like they only get an hour (laughs) of sleep and then you have to see their personality the next day. Mm, You know, mm -hmm, someone has mm -hmm. to get the flu. You can learn a lot about a person. Yeah, you can. Taking care of them. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) Would you guys ever do reality TV? I know you probably get asked this a lot. Oh, my God. So fun fact. I my brother and I, when I was like 21, I think we submitted a tape for The Amazing Race. So speaking of, yes, such a good speaking of, so much fun. You've seen it? Oh, yeah, I showed it to you. Yeah, Yeah. I totally thought we were gonna get it. I was so mad we never got a call back, but yeah, my early 20s, yeah, maybe, but now I don't, I don't think so. I feel like I've seen how the sausage was made. I yeah. have to watch. I'm really excited to watch the re- the new New York Housewives. Candace, do you watch Housewives at all? I do. I do. Mm. So I'm late to New York. I'm basically like a, a newer Housewife fan. So I started from the beginning with Salt Lake, but I've been new to New York, Atlanta, Orange County, but I've been off Orange County this past season. And then Salt Lake, I feel like there was another Potomac. One. Are you in Potomac? Oh, yes, yet? Potomac. But I was new, but I caught up right at season at the end of season three. And I did a whole like recap of I watched a recap episode and then four on. Yes. Oh, nice. Potomac. OK. Yes. OK. Good. OK. So it was like right after Michael Darby did the little touchy touchy, you know, yeah. on yeah. camera. Michael Darby. I'm oh, so glad God. he's out. I am so glad yeah. I'm so to see Michael Darby on. on my TV screen ever again. Seriously. Disgusting. Awful. <laughs> oh, my God. But on New York, they're completely reviving it with people mm-hmm. who, especially people in the tri-state area who are our age, around like 28 to 38. We all know the entire cast. They're all the bloggers from way back in the day, like 2007. They're all the bloggers who now have like Nordstrom collections and this and that. And Jenna Lyons is on there. She's like worked to J. Crew for however long and did all kinds of collections. And so I'm really interested to see how they're going to treat this much younger cast. Because before on New York Housewives, they were all in their 60s. And they were drunk every minute of every day. They were on all kinds of cocktails, all kinds of medications. And it was a very much like almost like even the the new show with Luann and Sonia is like the simple life. Like they're kind of you're kind of like poking fun at them and whatever. But I'm interested to see how they're going to take these like new family girls who were the socialites of the Internet and taking them and putting them on TV. And then I'll see. Maybe maybe I'll be a Real Housewife of New Jersey. I know. I I am excited to start from the beginning. Like, I know. Do you think they're I feel like Ooh. Jersey. Uh, see, I've never watched Jersey either. And I feel like too, it's That's too okay. much to just jump in. Oh, Beverly Hills. I caught up yeah. late under Beverly okay. Hills. But um, but that was the other one. Yeah, I was like, Beverly I knew there was another one. But so I got to at least see like all the Erica Jane stuff. I felt like, mm, yeah, nice. was like the dinner party from hell part two was oh. fantastic television. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. So television. good. And that lady. Oh, Oh, Allison Dubois. Oh, I know. God. That's so good. And the, the fact that it's all coming back now from the dinner party <gasps> from Hell from One because she, anyway. Oh, my God. Yes. No, this is what I, I love this. <laughs> like, I love it so much. <laughs> it is what has kept me sane. Uh, Bravo yeah, is just definitely. doing the Lord's work, is all I have to say. Andy Cohen, yes. thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Agreed. But yeah. I am very excited for, for New York as well. And I feel like it is nice to see that like that it continues to evolve because 
I don't want these shows to ever go away, but I know all good things have to come to an end. And then I realized, no, they mm-hmm. don't always have to end. They can just evolve. And that's that. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we can all be a part of this ride, which is like the very fun thing, I think, with streaming and the way that television is done these days. Do you prefer like, do you like the long game where you're watching a show and you're watching these these people who really become characters over time, like in the Real Housewives franchise, or do you prefer like starting over every season with these more dating shows, whether it's like The Bachelor or Love is Blind or anything like that? Mm. Oof. I mean, Great we watch question. a lot of TV, so I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we do both. <laughs> I love both. Yeah. Like Vanderpump, I've watched Vanderpump from season one. <laughs> so I've been like all Same. up in these people's lives. You too? Okay. So you yes. know, I've been oh on this God. ride. <laughs> like, and it paid off. It paid, yeah, it, it, it paid off. <laughs> Natasha, where off. were you? Where were you when Scandaval <laughs> broke? Where was I? I was traveling somewhere. I, I think was... I was coming back from, where was I coming back from? I was somewhere in transit and I was like, huh, like not paying attention to where I was going. So I was like trying to like swipe and read everything that was coming to me on my feed. Insane. Yeah, I, it definitely paid off. Justine got roped in. I've been trying to get her to watch Vanderpump for years and she finally came in yep. this season. So. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome I was on an airplane <laughs> and I, I've been like diehard Vanderpump from day one. And for a while mm-hmm. I was living in L.A. in the valley in one of those houses that looked like everyone else's flipping house. And mm-hmm. but they were all there and I could never find them. I only saw them out in the wild <laughs> once. And I just like oh. sat at dinner and just watched them at Casa watched. Vega for like an hour. Yes. She was like my dream come true. But I was literally on an airplane and we got rerouted. I was flying from L.A. back to Nashville and there was bad weather. And so we were just doing circles up in the air and I'd gotten mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. So I just did it. And I literally gasped so loud that the woman <laughs> next to me was like, are you OK? And I was like, you know, like I was, do you watch the Vanderpump Rules? <laughs> and she said, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I said, OK. And she's like, so where are you from? And I said, I'm sorry, ma'am, but I cannot do this right now. Yeah, do no. not ask. Mm-mm. I can't unless you watch the Mm-mm. Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. We will not be engaging in conversation. I am Mm-mm. sorry. <laughs> and I got re- we got rerouted to Memphis at a bar. Luckily, finally, I found this like other group of women who were like frantic. And I was like, do you watch Vanderpump? And they were like, yes. And we were like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying my to God. find anyone. Anyone. Because <laughs> oh I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But- Gosh darn it, that show paid off. I feel totally validated for spending I that much too. of my life watching that. 13 years, show. I think. <laughs> 13 <laughs> years of our lives watching this mess. Oh my and now God. they're Emmy nominated today. Yes. yes. Today. They're Emmy nominated. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well deserved. Well, well deserved. deserved. Well mm-hmm. deserved. Well, you guys are deserving of all the things as well for, for the um, wonderful entertainment that you provide everyone who listens to your podcast. I know that you guys are also on Patreon right now as well. Is there a specific link for Patreon or can you just go to Two Black Girls, One Rose on Patreon or go to your social media? Yes, you can find us on all podcast platforms. We put out an episode every week. We just finished Swiping America. We're about to dive into a rewatch of Insecure. And then our Patreon is patreon.com slash two black girls, one rose. We do weekly bachelorette recaps and a lot of other fun bonus episodes, video, all kinds of good stuff on Patreon. And yeah, find us on Instagram. Same thing everywhere, two black girls, one rose. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And then before I let you guys go, I would love to do a little conversation cool down where I ask my guests just five simple questions and you can each answer just first thing that pops into your head. Super easy. No pressure. But what is something that you like? Summer. I'm living my best life these days. It's my season. So (laughs) I am twirling my hair right now and I'm thinking of the K-18 molecular hair mask because it saved my life. Nice. Yeah. Um, that is a, yeah, my hair masks are all packed up with my printer somewhere. So I am, <laughs> I'm, hair masks, lip mask, I am, I'm right there with you. We are, yep. <laughs> same kind of mask. Yep. What is something that you know? I'm going to say I know myself. Entrepreneurship has taught me a lot about knowing myself. It teach, it forces you into teaching a lot about who you are, what you're good at, what you're not good at how to self-soothe, how to, how you are under stress. Because sometimes when you're an entrepreneur, you're at the airport, you lost all your bags and your flight is delayed. And then there are sometimes when you've won the lottery. And so I would say through the journey of entrepreneurship, I really know myself. I'm going to kind of piggyback on that. I know I'm on the right path. I've had some recent like personal life decisions go down and have led me to digging deeper into this podcast business with Justine. And we're having a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying the challenges, but the just the funness of just hanging out with my friend every day and building this business and talking TV. And so I know I made the right decisions and I'm on the right path. What is something that you hate? Oh my God, mine is so specific and awful. And I think about it all the time. It plagues me, Candace. It plagues me. Okay, here's the thing. You live in Nashville, you said? Yeah. Okay, so you might not know about this, but I live in Jersey City, right? So we don't have a whole lot of grocery stores here. I hate when I see an entire family at the grocery store. Why are all of you here? Can only one of you cook and one of you read? Why are all of you here? Take the person who can cook and read. They go to the store, leave everybody else home. There's literally no room in here for all of you. Why are all of you in here? Why is your kid lost? Why Why is somebody trying to reach for the herbs they can't get it? Why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I should think the tiny little, like when little kids have little grocery store carts in the grocery store are like cute. Like, well, there's like the, the big grocery cart for the grown up and then the little kid one. And everyone's like, oh, that's so cute. They're like shopping too. I'm like, no, you know what they're doing? They're hitting my ankles. First of mm-hmm. all, they're, they're <laughs> knocking things over. Their, their parent is chasing after them half the time. Oh, and then also yeah. ta- that's two, that, now that's two carts. That's and too much. It's, it, it's too much. And every time it's my kid's much. like, oh, I want one. And I'm like, no. No, because we will not be <laughs> that family here. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Not the ankles. Not the ankles. That, that got me. I'm right. Ankles every time. Every time. 
I hate not having central air because I have some serious underboob plaguing me right now. <laughs> I don't have the AC on because it's going to make too much noise. So I'm just out oh, here yeah. sweating like crazy. So that's what I'm hating right now. Mm-hmm. Do you have fans? <laughs> I have an overhead fan, but I didn't turn it on. Sometimes I get nervous. It makes too much noise. Yeah. So I'm just out here suffering. Yeah. Both my apartments in Atlanta didn't have central air. And I just, but mm. one of them had a fan. And that was my favorite thing on like a hot summer day. I would just lay under the fan with like ice cubes on my wrist, <laughs> like my bra and underwear, oh, just be like, ah, <laughs> the air movement. Yes. You got to do what you so, got to do. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> what is something that you love that is not family or spouse, partner, but something that you love for you? I love yoga. I have recently, I've been practicing hot yoga for about five years, but I've recently done a real serious practice of doing it like five to four to five times a week. And it's been incredible. It's more than love. I I need it. Like I have to do yoga all the time. Um, Yeah. I'd say yoga. I'm a hot yoga person too. I love (gasps) Candace. Oh my God. Are we the same? We have so much in common. We're the same. (laughs) Yeah. We'll go to, we'll we'll go to a hot yoga class, get some lip masks. Just yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be great. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I love, I love thrifting. I love secondhand shopping. I'm like really, really addicted to this app called Depop. If you don't know it, don't, don't dig, don't look at it. <laughs> don't stay <start>. away. <laughs> don't start. It's, it's terrible. But yeah, I'm really into just finding goodbyes and doing my little part to contribute to humanity and environmentalism and the little bit that we can that I could do. So yeah, that's something personally that I really love. And lastly, what is a quirky little fact about each of you? I do love this because most people that I've asked this to, it takes a while, but it's very funny to to meet the ones who are just like, oh, I know my quirky facts, like who immediately know their quirky <laughs> facts and are just like ready to go with it. <laughs> ready to go with it. More often than not, people need to take a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have oh, one. I have oh, mine's so weird. <laughs> and Natasha knows this one. Oh, God. I love plumbing. I love <laughs> you do. the toilet. I she love loves fixing like cleaning a bathroom. Or just cleaning. Just oh, cleaning. Unclogging a sink. I wait uh, like at the end of every <laughs> fiscal quarter to undo it and like get everything out. Oh, my God. I, lo- I love it the way that people love like pimple popping. Uh-huh. Like, I love it. <laughs> I is there like that. a plumbing TikTok? Like, is that a thing? Like, oh, you know how, like a plumbing TikTok? She's deep I in that. I can't get on. I can't get on. I can't. I can't do it. Oh my God. You're not in it? I thought you'd be deep in no, that right now. No, I'm really? not in it. I'm only in cow oh talk, God. lesbian talk, and beauty talk. I'm not in anything else. Oh my God. Plumbing talk with somebody over there. <laughs> God. <laughs> Natasha, what's your quirky fact? My quirk, I'm I'm weird with cheese. And I'll explain. I <laughs> I'll eat a cheeseburger with like a slice of cheese on it, but I won't like eat like cheese and crackers. I'll eat parmesan cheese that's like grated, but if it's like the long strips, like the real one, I'm like weird about it. Mac and cheese, I have to make it or I have to see the person put the cheese in it or else it like freaks me out. I'm just like very, par- but I eat pizza. I eat che- like cheese, bread. I eat creamy pastas. Like I eat cheese, but I'm like very particular about my cheese intake. Do you fondue? I, hell no. I don't do that. I don't do, <laughs> I don't, 
I don't do fondues. I don't do any cheese, like any like artisan cheeses that you guys all love, the goudas and the whatever. I don't do any of that. But then like I'll I'll have I'll I'll have buffalo wings with blue cheese dressing. But I won't I don't want like blue cheese blue like cheese. crumble. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. the blue cheese. I don't want it like uh-huh. crumbled on my salad. Just very I have no rhyme or reason to it. It's just like how I'm feeling that day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's important to know how you want your cheese. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that is an important Mm -hmm. part Mm -hmm. of adulthood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for hanging out with me. A Super Bloom podcast is hosted by me, Candice King, produced by Melissa D. Mons and Diamond Imprint Productions, edited by Diane Kang, post-production sound by Coco Lawrence and advertising partnership with ACAST.